What's up, guys? My name is Garrett. I am here with my co-host, Andrew, and this is the Highly Undisputed Fantasy Football Podcast. Before we jump into fantasy, I know this is a fantasy podcast. I understand that. We have another platform for me to be doing this, but I don't give a shit. How about some personal bragging right now? How about them Red Sox, baby? No, no, no. That's right. This is a fantasy podcast. I don't care. Week five is in the books. We are back on uh, the sloppy football train. That that happened again. But, Andrew, for the second time this season, you have pulled off the Monday Night Miracle. You've ruined it. I, I, I was, had I. It's I, part of my I intro. I was going to be a little, a little sad and try to fake the viewers out. But, yeah, I feel bad for my opponent going into the Monday Night game down 60 points, needing that out of Lamar Jackson only. And what do I get? Fucking 80 of them. Kid show. 80 points out of Lamar Jackson to get me wins for the second time on Monday night this year. So it's that time of the year again, like it is every year in the fantasy season. It is time to check the panic button on certain players. Yes. And we are going to, Andrew has a list of them. We're going to go through that. We're always going to go through the injury list. We will have a few waiver wire pickups to talk about. And then I'm going to give Andrew a tight end. And he is going to tell me, if he would take another tight end over that player for the rest of the season, are you ready for that segment? Uh, first, I want to just do injuries. Just well, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying, are you prepared oh. for that? You think you can handle that? Of course, of course, I can. Um, All right, let's jump right into it, yeah. Andrew. Let's start with the injuries. But before anything else, just this extensive list of injuries for this week. Uh, Saquon Barkley has a sprained ankle, is expected to miss a week or more. Luckily, that's it. The ankle injury looked way way worse than it's it's ending up to be. So we are very lucky to see that. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson had surgery on his finger and will miss one to two months. I don't even think the Seahawks are going to place him on IR. I think they're just going to let him sit on the bench and, and kind of heal that way. Giants wide receiver Kenny Galladay hurt his knee in his week-to-week. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones in the concussion protocol did not look good. I probably expect him to miss two weeks. Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster left, his, left the week five game with a shoulder injury and will be gone for the rest of the season. Clyde Edwards-Alaire suffered a knee injury and will miss a few weeks. He Today was announced they will be placing him on IR, so that is a definite three weeks that he is missing. Saints quarterback Taysom Hill was carted off with a concussion. 49ers tight end George Kittle was placed on injured reserve. Dalvin Cook missed week five with an ankle injury. Patriots running back Damian Harris has a chest injury but should be okay. Seahawks running back Chris Carson's a neck issue that caused him to miss week five and could be out even longer. Ravens wide receiver Sammy Watkins left his team's Week five game with a hamstring injury, and that's it. Holy okay. shit. Oh, just a quick reminder, there are four bye weeks this week. The Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers. The San- Thursday night game is Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. And the London-, London game again this week, we have Miami versus Jacksonville. Okay, so of all the injuries you just listed, which of those do you think is the most um, fantasy relevant as far as you might need to make a move to save your season. Russell Wilson. Okay, other than Russell Wilson, because I understand how much of a team that he impacts, but other than him, what would be your next player? Saquon Barkley. You think it's Saquon would be next? See, I think it's George Kittle. Because See, to me, if you took George Kittle, you passed up on probably a number two running back or a number one running back and then a number one wide receiver. But missing, I, I get that, but missing George Kittle... You're you're only really missing out on on like what six fantasy points a week. He's been less than less than less than great. This but he's he's season. also been banged up this season no, I get too. That. I think 
I think the Giants as a whole have just been way too dedicated to the run game and the quick checkdowns to Saquon Barkley and missing him. I mean, they have Devontae Booker, but look, Devontae Booker isn't even close to the amount the, the amount of skill level that Saquon Barkley has. So this is definitely going to affect the Giants. And with Daniel Jones being out, I think the Giants are going to be hurting. I don't think that their receivers are going to be able to prosper. I don't think that the whole team the whole team is just rough. That I think I think outside of Russ, it's it's the Giants players. Honestly, it's not even just Saquon. Daniel Jones affects all of the Giants wide receivers. Kenny Galladay, him being hurt was going to give more targets to Kadarius Tony. But I mean, losing Daniel Jones, those targets are coming from. It's just it's that's a rough situation. Are you at all concerned about Tyreek Hill? No. Not at all. He, Even though it's a pretty serious knee injury that he's going to be able to play through, that no, doesn't bother you. I mean, for a guy that's that's a downfield threat, always running his hardest, it's a little bit worrying. But I'm not, I'm not going to be taking like extreme steps to try to get rid of him and just worrying about that. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, I just need to keep an eye on this and hope for the best. But I'm not making any extreme steps. Josh Gordon, no, he had one. Whole Relax. It's one week. one week. Tim Patrick is outscoring Josh Gordon. Oh, so well, I didn't. Did I say it was going to be right off the bat? Relax. It'll come. Okay. So we talked about the injuries. Uh, let's talk about a few guys that should be picked up on waivers. And again, a lot of these guys we've already discussed. I've already mentioned Kadarius Tony several times. If he's not rostered in your league, he needs to be rostered. Hunter Renfro, another player. He should be rostered in your league. Just pick him up. If you have a spot for him, pick him up. Okay? I, I, don't, I don't need to talk about them anymore, I feel no. like, but they should be rostered. The rest of these guys are all based off of either injuries or mostly just... It's actually mostly just injury. It, it's injuries, up. and then there's a couple guys that it's just... You're looking forward to the future of this season and hoping for the best. So I just want to throw out the wide receiver. The only other wide receiver we need to talk about is just Rashad Bateman. Don't expect... Great things out of Rashad, Rashad Bateman. But with Sammy Watkins being out and looking to be out for a while, as Sammy Watkins does, Rashad Bateman is is a guy that I'm going to hold on to because they still have Marquise Brown. They still have Mark Andrews. But if he can come in and even get five targets a game as, as a rookie, rookie wide receiver, that's pushing him forward to maybe having a great end of the season. That's it for wide receivers. Okay, so I'm going to do the running backs here. And... I'm going to start with Daryl Williams, the Chiefs running back. If Clyde, Depending on how much time Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to miss, Daryl Williams will have about as much fantasy relevance as Clyde Edwards-Alaire does. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So if you are an owner of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I would be looking to add Daryl Williams if CEH is a valuable part of your offense. The next guy is Devontae Booker. Probably only viable for about two weeks, but if you're desperate or you're the Saquon Barkley owner, you should be putting in a claim for him. You're going to need him. Just one thing about Darrell Williams is is I, you watched that Chiefs game, right? I yes, know. I did. So they had they really didn't have a guaranteed running back in that game. And if you listen to just our fantasy podcast, this is what you're going to hear. But every single person, fantasy and not, has been talking about this. The, the, the Chiefs do not have a dead set running back. So do not expect Darrell Williams to come out and be a workhorse back getting... 30 carries a game and that's it. He's he's going it's going to be a probably an even 50-50 split with him and uh McKissick. They, they like they yeah, JD McKissick is their backup. Jarek McKinnon. Or, I'm sorry, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, but they like Daryl Williams. They utilize him a lot even with CEH. 
and Jarek McKinnon. So, like I said, I would expect him to have about the same amount of role as CEH does week in and week out. It's not like CEH is some workhorse. He averages about 17 touches a game, if that. Most of the time, it's not even that. So, I would gauge that he gets about the same. The next guy is Ramondre Stevenson, uh, the Patriots running back, their rookie that they took in the fourth round. Listen, Damian Harris has had fumble issues this year. He has a chest and a rib injury. He might be headed for Bill Belichick's doghouse. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson would be the next guy up. I understand that Brandon Bolden is also there, but Bolden is really not an every-down kind of guy. Ramondre Stevenson has the ability to be that guy. And then the last running back we have on the list here is Jeff Wilson Jr., the 49ers running back. I understand that the running back situation in San Francisco is kind of wonky. So if you're good on backs, I would not be looking to add him personally. I think that that's just a in-case-of-emergency break-glass kind of move. I would be picking up Jeff Wilson and putting him on your IR if you have a spot. They do not trust Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, sorry, at all. No faith in him whatsoever. So I expect Jeff Wilson to come back and be the lead back, if not 50-50 split with Elijah Mitchell. It's just, but that offense again is just such a such a shitty thing to have to deal with. So just pluck him on your IR just in case if you have a spot and it's open. Just just pick him up. There's no no sense not doing it. And then there are just two tight ends that I want to bring up. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones of the Washington Football Team. Your guy. Yes, my guy. He is uh he's the obvious number two option in that offense outside of the running back. So it, it's Terry McLaurin and and Ricky Seals Jones. Curtis Samuel just got hurt again this week's game, and Logan Thomas is expected to miss a couple more weeks with his injury. Ricky Seals-Jones is an easy, easy pickup and probably start every single week in that offense. No doubt in my mind. And then the second one is Zach Ertz. Dallas Goddard today was put on the COVID list for, and they play on Thursday, so Zach Ertz is automatically getting the start this week. And I don't know if you saw... Wow, I forgot to mention Max Williams. Max Williams, the the Cardinals tight end, is out for the entire season with a MCL, MCL, all of this stuff sprain. He's done for the season. The Cardinals are going to be looking to trade for a tight end, whether that be Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. There's you could try to get Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry. They're gonna they could try to get David Njoku. Any of these guys that any of these teams that have two tight ends, OJ Howard, Cameron Bright, one of those guys, just. Grab Zach Hurts in case he gets traded because out of all of those guys that I just listed, if I'm looking for a, another target in a high-flying offense of the Arizona Cardinals, it'd be Zach Hurts. He's still a good tight end. Pick him up. You can play him this week starting in your tight end spot, and then for future, if he gets traded, you have him just in case. Okay, I think we've covered it. Yeah. I think we're good. So, can we do my segment first quick before we jump into the panic button thing? Go for it. Okay, I did not run this by you before the show. But I think that someone that's been pretty valuable this season in fantasy has been Dalton Schultz. Would you agree with me on that? He's been fairly productive as a tight end. I think he's currently tight end seven. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree, though. He's He's been very good. Obvious start every single week. Yeah, so, I mean, the last three weeks, he's had 20, 11, and seven po- or eight points in non-PPR scoring. So I'm going to list some tight ends, and I want you to tell me if you would rather have Dalton Schultz for the rest of the season or the tight end that I give you, okay? I'm not going to mention Travis Kelsey. Obviously, you would rather have Travis Kelsey, okay? For the rest of the season, would you rather have George Kittle or Dalton Schultz? 
Oh, man. You get three seconds to answer the question. You don't get to think about it. Dalton Schultz. Okay. For the rest of the season, would you rather have Darren Waller or Dalton Schultz? Darren Waller. Okay. TJ Hawkinson or Dalton Schultz? Oh, shit. Three. TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Mark Andrews or Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz. Kyle Pitts. Dalton Schultz. Are you sure on that one? Because yes. I was doing this list, and I was pretty certain I think I'd rather have Pitts at this point. Dalton Schultz. Okay. I, it's, I get that Pitts just had his breakout. I don't. He's not going to play like that every single week. No, but what if he's 80% of that every week? Until he shows it with Calvin okay. Ridley in the offense, I can't, I can't speak on that. Fair enough. Tyler Higby. Dalton Schultz. I was going to say Hunter Henry, but I feel like you would rather Dalton have. Schultz. Okay. So I think we're that's basically the point that we're at right now, is Dalton Schultz is basically a top seven tight end in fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Easily. It, it, and I would even, if you throw Dawson Knox in there over. That was the other one I was going to mention. Dalton Schultz. I don't know. Either one. I, I would say for the rest of the season, those guys are back, back to back on tight ends just for stability reasons. It, Dalton or Dawson Knox has become jo- one of Josh Allen's favorite targets down the field. Even it's not even checkdowns every time. And Dalton Schultz and Dak have this relationship now that came out of nowhere. And Dalton Schultz has went from split tight end job to I'm the only guy here. So I, the, those two guys have moved up rankings very much, and they're probably six seven for the rest of the year. Last one, Rob Gronkowski. Does Gronk do what he's done all year? Does he come back on the injury hurt or and, and kind of sluggish for the rest of the season, or does he continue on what he was doing the week one, two, and three? Fair question. So I think I think Dalton Schultz has been uh, going to brunch with Dak Prescott. I mean, safety blanket, I'm going to take Dalton Schultz, but Gronk has the higher upside. So Dalton Schultz's floor is probably higher than Gronk's, but Gronk's ceiling is way higher than Dalton Schultz, I would think. And I would I would think that at the tight end spot, you would just rather have the floor. Yeah. Personally, you would rather have the high floor so than the high Dalton ceiling. Dalton Schultz, then. I, okay. It's just... That one's tough. Da- Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz was, was tough, but Gronk, too. They, so both of them, you think, are 7 and 8 in tight end rankings, basically. This Knox year. and Schultz? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then Gronk is probably 9. And I would probably put Goddard at 10. I think that's a little high for Goddard. I actually think Hunter Henry has really moved up. He's really carved out his role with New England. I think that he should be the 10th. And the thing the is, those guy. guys can flip-flop any, every week. So it, it Right. I think Goddard, the problem with him is, is Ertz still has such a role well, in the yeah. offense. I, I'm, that's why I'm praying as the guy that owns Goddard and Ertz right now in our mandated two tight end leagues that by week, what, 14 by the Eagles bye week, that one of them has been traded to well, another team. Well, the team. trade deadline is 21 days away. Oh, it is. You're right. So, so yeah. not much time left on that. I'm just hoping. I mean, I'm going to have to drop one of them eventually or trade him away, but it's tough. I, I Another hard one that I'm thinking is Mark Andrews. See, Mark Andrews, to me, was like the cutoff line, and that was where like he was basically the last guy I think I would take like consistently every week. Like When you, when you give me five seconds to answer a question, it's like, well, Mark Andrews hasn't performed all year, just had an amazing game on Monday night, but Dalton Schultz has at least shown us a little bit. But now that I think about it, I'd take the proven tight end over. Like, so 
out of the top four, TJ, Andrews, Waller, Kelsey, Kittle. Kittle's tough because of injury reasons, but I'd still probably take all top five now that I've gotten a chance to think about it. And then then after that is where Dalton Schultz would start to flow in over all of those guys. I, I just guaranteed guaranteed things that we've seen over the past three seasons compared to newfound tight end in, in a, a Cowboys offense with three other very good options when Michael Gallup comes back. And they have Zeke, so there's four other options in that offense. But All right, let's hit the panic button. Yeah, I, uh, I have a list of names here. I want to know what you are doing with these guys. Because I've 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 got my thoughts. I think I know what I would do, but hearing it from you would would kind of just make my life a little bit easier. So let's start it off. Browns wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Are you cutting? Are you keeping? Are you going to try to trade away? What are your thoughts here? I think it's sell low on Odell. I don't. I just don't see them. I I think him and Baker have just horrible chemistry on the field. And obviously, I'm not a Baker supporter at all. If you listen to yesterday's podcast, you would understand that. But I don't trust Baker Mayfield to get the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. consistently. I think Odell is also an injury risk. I would be, if you have a group chat in your fantasy league, I would be doing the, hey, does anyone want Odell Beckham Jr. but, like, for free? Honestly? Like, what can I... Like, if someone sent you Jacoby Myers for Odell Beckham Jr., would you take it? PPR? PPR or standard. I don't think it matters. Standard, probably not. PPR, definitely. What's he done in... He scored eight, but three, and two. It's also... And he hasn't had any more than five catches. It's also Jacoby Myers doesn't have touchdowns. That's that's fine. Sure, yeah. But neither is Odell this year. Okay, give me Jacoby Myers over Odell Beckham. Like, you would... Yeah, I don't think you would... I would think about it for, like, a second, but, yeah. If you're smart, I think you would... You would take Jacoby. I, Myers. I'm trying because what, f- what? Seriously though, what are the chances that Jacoby Myers doesn't score a touchdown for the rest of the year? <laughs> I don't is that because like his first season in the league, Brady didn't trust him. The, the at thing all. is, and and what's going through my mind is, you don't even have to say, "I'll trade you Odell Beckham Jr. for free." He's got a name to him. Like that's where you could get. You could probably send the guy that just picked up Kadarius Tony. Odell Beckham Jr. for Kadarius Tony, and then another guy that was just picked up off waivers today, and probably get both of them just off of the name if, alone. If someone sent me OBJ for Tony and I had Tony, I would absolutely decline that trade. I would decline that trade ten times out of ten. Yeah, but it's the namesake, right? Like, no, there I understand are always that. People in leagues that will go off of namesake, absolutely, like, and and that's what you're that's what you're going off of, and off of the same level. Allen Robinson. I'm guessing it's the same exact thing. So, Allen Robinson, I am still a hang on to him, but be cautious with him. I think Fields is going to be able to get the ball to him at some point here. I like Darnell Mooney. I'm assuming at some point Darnell Mooney's going to kind of draw some more defensive attention, and that should open things up for Allen Robinson. He's a really good receiver. Like, Allen Robinson has been really good in his career. With really bad name a quarter or name a top ten wide receiver not maybe not even top ten but name a top fifteen wide receiver that's had worse quarterback play than Allen Robinson. DeAndre right, Hopkins. I'll wait. Right, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. You can't even say that he's had Kyler Murray for the last two years. Oh well, yeah, and he had Deshaun Watson. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't say <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Hopkins for true. sure. There's not a guy in the league with worse quarterback play than. Allen Robinson, basically. So I think Justin Fields is pretty good. I think he's going to be solid this year. I would I would hang on to him. 
I would hang on to Allen Robinson. I'm not starting him for a couple weeks. I need to see it. But everybody right now is going to be trying to buy low on Allen Robinson, I think for the exact same reason that you should keep him. Because at some point, you expect him to take off. I, I would not be trying to sell Allen Robinson right now. All right. Uh, this prob- this next three are probably going to hurt you because all three of them are on your team. On my team currently. Okay, so let me take a guess. Brandon Ayuk is yep. one of them. I am hang on to Brandon Ayuk at all costs. Okay. If you drafted Brandon Ayuk in a deep league, you drafted him as your number two wide receiver. If you drafted him in a 10-team league, you probably drafted him as a flex. I think they're just going to get him involved in the offense. He was too good last year for them to not involve them, him this year. I have just dropped Brandon Ayuk in one of my leagues. For, Is it a 10-team? Yes. That's why. I dropped him for Kadarius Tony or Michael Pittman, one of the two. I I am firm on the Brandon Ayuk is not going to do anything for the rest of the year. I'd love to see it. I was high on him going into the draft, and I'd love to see that a little bit of me was right. But it's a drop. You want to take a guess on this next guy? He's on my team? Yep. Is it Trey Sermon? Yep. Oh, I, I just dropped him. So Okay. Yeah, so he's no longer on my team. This third guy is also on your team currently. Robbie Anderson. Oh, see, you're you're just going after my bench right now. Yeah. Yeah, but these yeah. are guys. No, that, these are these are like, guys you were like, so, hoping to hold on to. Trey Sermon, depending on your league depth, I would be dropping him. If you're in a ten team league, I would drop him because I don't think anybody's going to willingly grab him. Uh, deeper league, uh, actually, no, ten team league. I think I might hang on to him. Deeper leagues, I might keep him. Because, again, the 49ers running back situation is a joke, and everybody's always hurt. And at least when Sermon was in there, like, he was pretty solid. You know, he did get a touchdown that kind of saved his week, but he still had, like, 60 yards of rushing. So I would keep Trey Sermon. I am dropping all three of the guys we have just named. Okay, Robbie Anderson, I strictly only have him because I'm waiting for the one week that he goes for 20 points. Like week one after I trade right. for Calvin week one, yeah. And then once he gets the 20 points, I'm going to be trading him for whatever I can get for him. So if you have Robbie Anderson, I'm, I would just be waiting for that moment. Just just wait for the suckers to to jump all over the guy. But in, in actuality, if you have Robbie Anderson, like he's never a starter for you, and basically he's unreliable. LaVisca Chenault. I'm trying to trade for LaVisca Chenault. Okay. So if you don't have him, I would be trying to acquire him. I think he is the number one player that if you are in need of some depth, you should be trying to acquire. Because I think the owner of LaVisca Chanel is going to be pretty frustrated because he's been inconsistent, but he's had some success. So if you are looking for some kind of a boost, that's the guy I would be trying to target. I've been trying to get LaVisca for the past couple weeks now, and I'm I'm glad that I haven't been able to. He is a... Getting rid of maybe if if people are sending you trade offers, trade him away. If not, cut him. He hasn't had double digit. No points. way can you cut him. He hasn't. You had can du- no no. You can't cut him. He hasn't had double digit points once this year in standard, except for one one week against the Cincinnati Bengals, where he had ninety nine yards and eleven rushing, ninety nine receiving yards and eleven rushing yards. That's it. It's a guy that I'm fully willing to cut. Hopefully, trying to trade away. He doesn't have the namesake that Allen Robinson and OBJ do. I'm fine cutting him. Robert Tunyon. Boy, this is tough. I'm hitting the panic button. I just don't... 
I think you have to cut him because you, there might be a tight end right now that's better than him, and he's probably killing you because you've started him every single week because you drafted him to start him every week. But I don't see how until he starts being a red zone target again, he's viable at all. He basically was 1,000% touchdown dependent last year. Like, he needed touchdowns to be val- to be viable, and he got them. And this year, we are seeing a complete collapse on the end of getting touchdowns. He hasn't found the red zone yet, or the end zone yet. So, I mean... He has one touchdown. Oh, he has one touchdown on the Okay, he has one touchdown on the season. So, let me, re- let me read off his points in standard scoring. Point eight, point six, point eight, point eight, eleven point two. Eleven point two was in week two. He is a cut, easy cut. Yeah, I, I not even. I think about it hurts it. to cut him because I think at some point he's probably going to score. But I, I can't justify holding on to a player that hasn't. He has literally scored below one points. Every four, week but one. In four of the five weeks, yeah. yeah. I, I just He's can't. the tight end 33 in standard scoring yeah, right now. I mean, like right now on your waivers, Hunter Henry is probably available. Evan Ingram is probably available. So our, our league is a – you are mandated to have two tight ends on your roster. You don't have to, but you can't – like you can't fill that position with another spot. Looking at the waiver wire on, in our league right now, Ricky Seals-Jones is sitting right atop. I'm picking up Ricky Seals-Jones and dropping Robert Tunyon. I mean, you can legitimately get Cameron Brait. Yeah. Like, you, you can just go pick up Cameron Brait. Pat Fryermuth is, is Jordan. Going, yeah, Jordan Akins is another one. Like, he's he does things every once I in mean, a while. I mean, I'm probably not going to pick up Pat Fryermuth and Jordan. And these are, these are a 14-team league where you're mandated to have two tight ends. So, you're probably not in a league like that. You're probably in a league with... 10 to 12 people, and everybody has one tight end. If that, because a lot of teams don't even, or a lot of leagues don't even have tight ends anymore. Yeah, so go pick up tight ends. Go go pick up somebody different. Drop Robert Tunyon. Easy. I have one more for you. Okay. Kenny Galladay. I am a try to sell low with him. I'm... Cut your losses. Okay, so for me, you know on draft night, there's two players that... I got my cheat sheet of all the players on it, and I crossed them off immediately. Can you tell me who those two, those two players were? Miles Sanders. Yes. And Kenny Galladay. Yes. I crossed them off at the start of the season. Those are two players that are consistently injured and consistently can have boom weeks and immediate bust weeks. Kenny Galladay was solid for, what, two weeks this season, and he has been hurt in other weeks and inconsistent in the other ones. Really only one solid week right, with one, 116 total yards. Yeah, I just – if you have Kenny Galladay, it's sell low, try to get someone that might be viable five weeks down the road. It's, it's the name, like it's, OBJ it's the, it's and the package. Robinson. Like right now, if, you, if you're the owner of OBJ and Kenny Galladay in your league, I'm packaging both of them and trying to get something. Yeah. I'm trying to go get Kadarius Toney. Like that's that's what my goal is right now, because chances are if you drafted both those guys, that's your second and third wide receiver on the season. I would hope. I hope that's not your one and two. Yeah. I hope it's would, your four and five, but I rough. doubt it's your four and five. You know, you could be someone with Allen Robinson, OBJ, and Kenny Galladay. That's a strong possibility because those guys went at like specific points in the draft. You could have all three of them. Yeah, it's. 
it's rough. I I think Allen Robinson was drafted as a as a low end wide receiver. He was a wide receiver too. Like no no, he's a strong wide receiver two candidate. Allen Robinson was drafted as the tenth wide receiver off the board. So yeah, he he's very well could be could have been your number one number one wide receiver, which absolutely sucks. And I'm very sorry for you. Odell Beckham Jr. was drafted as the twenty fourth, and Kenny Galladay was drafted as the twenty fifth wide receivers off the board. So yeah, you were right. That, you could very well have one, two, and three wide receivers right there. And for that, I would apologize to every single one of you. Yeah, I mean, go see a therapist. Right? Because like, you just you're not you probably haven't won a single week if those three are on your team. Like yeah. if you've had to play two of those three guys, you haven't won this. You haven't won a season single week this year, unless you've had, you know, some of the MVPs of the season. I mean. There's just no way you're successful because it's 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 you could have Derrick Henry. It's unlikely that you have Cooper Cup. You could have Brandon. No, you Cooks. definitely don't have Cooper Cup yeah. if you have those three yeah. guys because those three guys would have gone in the same round that yeah. so Cooper Cup went. Your your best player really. If, and we're like talking like out of the one person that might have these three players as your wide receiver, but even just drafting one of them, you drafted them as your wide receiver too. For the most part, other than Allen Robinson, and for that, I'm sorry. Imagine the guy that drafted Miles Sanders and Allen Robinson, because I guarantee you, there's a lot. Oh, of those. there's definitely a player in that caliber. I mean, that was like you had the first pick in round four, or the last pick in round four, and the first pick in round five, and you were like, "Oh, cool, I got Miles Sanders," and then I'll take Allen Robinson too because they were still on the board and they fell, and you definitely took those guys back to back. Like, completely could see that. It's. That's a tough situation to be in. But I think for the most part, the guys on your list, I disagree with you on Ayuk. And I'm an owner of Ayuk, and I've been high on him. But they used a first-round draft pick on him. Like They just haven't gotten him the ball. He was battling an injury to start the season. They've had to go to their backup quarterback who's not ready to play. Like at some point, And George Kittle just went down, and they've played a good, they played a good defense this weekend. I think at some point like they're going to figure it out with him. A player that you didn't even mention is A.J. Brown. How did you not mention A.J. Brown? Like, what's your panic button status on him? Because if it's not hitting it because you drafted him to be your wide receiver one and he's basically been a wide receiver four all season. Yeah, I'm panicking a little bit. I just didn't, I hadn't thought of him to put on this list. I'll answer that right now. I'm looking to trade him. And thank you to the person in our league that I've sent you numerous trade offers for A.J. Brown over the past five weeks and you've declined every single one of them because... Glad I don't have that guy on my team. I'm already suffering at the wide receiver spot. Imagine if I had him. It'd be very rough. That's really all I have, unless you have some more that you want to ask me about. Uh, no, I think that those were basically the players that I figured you were going to ask me about. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our next topic. Okay. Let's jump into the last segment of the podcast, uh, Stardom Sit'em. You want to kick us off? Give me your first stardom for the week. All right. I have, as my first stardom, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow versus the Detroit Lions. And I know everyone's probably worried about that throat contusion craziness from last week, but it's been announced that he will play going against a Lions defense that just suffered a heartbreaking loss to the Vikings. I'm all in on Joe Burrow this week. In his last two games, Burrow is averaging 35 attempts for 315 yards and has four touchdowns through those two games. The Bengals are very well off at the wide receiver position, and Jamar Chase is scoring what seems like all the time. 
So this matchup against the Lions puts him in a low QB1, high QB2 range this week easily. So going off of that, T. Higgins has been like really unplayable for the last few weeks. Does, well, do you think that? Hurt. Yeah, but do you think that bumps him up to a flex, or you still have to leave T. Higgins on the bench? I'm I'm not sure. I think this is this will be his first game back since his injury. No, I think he played. Oh, last he played week. last week. But yeah, he missed two games. He missed it against Pitt and Jacksonville, and in his first game back, he had I mean five receptions, seven targets, and thirty-two yards. So yeah, I, and I mean he had a two two point conversion. So. If you want to take the risk and start T. Higgins in your flex, he's got he's got high upside in PPR leagues, and it's the Detroit Lions defense. So sure, I mean go for it. Tyler Boyd, on the other hand, maybe not. Tyler Boyd with T. Higgins hadn't really performed at the beginning of the season, and with T. Higgins back, I don't see that changing at all. So yeah, I would I would probably I would probably just start Jamar and T. Higgins this week. Jamar definitely T. Higgins. Maybe a flex if you're desperate. Okay, my first stardom uh, is going to be Tony Pollard. The Cowboys are playing the Patriots this week. New England has like struggled to stop the run this year. They kind of don't really try to stop the run. They're, they're okay with you trying to run the ball on them. I would say that Tony Pollard is probably going to get a touchdown this week, and I also figure he's probably good for like 60 yards. So if you have Tony Pollard, I would be starting him as a flex. For sure, uh, I think he's going to have a pretty solid day against New England's defense. All right, and in my second stardom, I have Leonard Fournette against the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week, he had 12 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown on top of four catches for 43 yards. He finished last week as the running back 13. (coughs) Sorry. Fournette over the past two weeks has been on the field for 72% of snaps. With those stats and going against an Eagles run defense that averages 27 points per game against the running back, Fournette is a must-start this week with running back one capabilities easily. I, I This isn't even a flex. I would start him in your running back position if you can. It's, it's as easy as that. Well, they have the Thursday night game, so you're going to start him in your running back position either way. But Okay, my second stardom is going to be Chase Claypool against Seattle's secondary. Uh, Juju is done for the year, and I think that Seattle secondary has basically been torched in just about every game they've played. Ben is going to have to throw the ball; like he's just going to have to throw. And I imagine it's going to be a lot of more, a lot more underneath stuff for Claypool, and a lot more jump ball opportunities. So I think that he's a solid wide receiver to play against Seattle this week. I would, I would strongly consider starting him. I. If you have better options, I'm okay if you're not starting him, but he should at least be a flex, if not a wide receiver, too. Yeah. Um, I'm to, on to the sit-ems. My first sit-em, I have Miles Sanders versus Tampa Bay. And we, I don't think we just talked about Miles that. Sanders is a sit-em every week at this point. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's actually a matchup that he can play against. Miles Sanders, I, I have it written down. Miles Sanders could be one of the worst draft picks of the year, and I think he is the worst. Uh, through five games, he has no touchdowns, and through his last three games combined, just 20 carries. Throughout three games, that is terrible. And other than his running back 12 finish in the first week, he has been running back 40, 35, 45, and 34 his past four weeks. And add all of that on top of running against the Bucks defense, that's just something that nobody has been able to do. So 
Miles Sanders, who hasn't been able to perform against anybody outside of week one, is just 100% a set. Probably don't start him unless it's an absolutely amazing matchup. It's That's just what this has come to. I got Darren Waller against the against the uh wow I almost said Raiders against the Broncos bold okay he struggled the last couple weeks their offense is stalled against better defenses I think Denver at home is a tough play for anybody I think new coach this week obviously with the removal of John Gruden matters um and I think teams are straight up just trying to double team and take Darren Waller out of the game so if I have Darren Waller this week against Denver, I am sitting him. I think it's a bad matchup for him. They can put a corner on him. They have good safeties. Anything to do with Darren Waller, I don't want any part of this week. All right. My second set of my Ryan Tannehill against the Buffalo Bills. Since the departure of Arthur Smith, the Titans have been less than good in the past game. Derek Henry and Jerick McNich- Jeremy McNichols have been the highlights of the Titans offense. And with the poor matchup against Buffalo this week, I'm looking to fade on Ryan Tannehill and just stream any other option, like a Joe Burrow, maybe a Sam Darnold, a Matt Ryan. If he, Oh, no, they're on bye. So just, just look to stream any other option. Taylor Heineke, I would start over Ryan Tannehill. Look to start any of these quarterbacks over Ryan Tannehill. Without Julio, probably, too. It's just something I'm not interested in. Sticking with the Tennessee Titans, uh, A.J. Brown. Um, Tredavious White. I mean, I hit the panic button on him already, so... I mean, if you have A.J. Brown against the Buffalo secondary on Monday Night Football. Also, Derrick Henry is literally on pace for like 487 carries this year. Ryan Tannehill threw the ball 22 times last weekend. Like 22 22 throws, and A.J. Brown led the team in targets with six. Like six targets is not enough. And six targets against a Buffalo secondary, you're going to be lucky to get 35 yards. You're going to be lucky to have two catches. Yeah, like... I just I cannot start AJ Brown this week against Buffalo until we see that he's good to go. And I don't know if Julio's playing, but if Julio doesn't play, you definitely can't start AJ Brown because all of the attention will be on him. Teams are basically selling out. They're saying AJ Brown and Julio are the only two receivers that can beat us. We are going to double both of them and we'll see if Ryan Tannehill can get to his third read. You're you're gonna he's gonna get the Tre'Davious White treatment and that is just it worked it the the only time that hasn't worked was against Tyreek Hill last week and it still kind of worked so yeah yeah you're one hundred percent this is the most confident I've been every every single thing I we've both said in this Stardom Sidem I've been like all right ten out of ten I I one hundred percent agree there are some times where I disagree with with what you say but this week I I I can't go off this these are just four obvious. Obvious stardom sitems to me, at least. I don't know about to everybody else, but I think that's it. Yeah, I just want to like gloat a little bit. Um, currently four and one right now, and you sent me a text today. Uh, can you name the two running backs that have finished in the top four, like the last four weeks? Four weeks, and I was like, well, isn't it my running backs? Isn't it Ezekiel Elliott and Austin Eckler? And you're fucking right, it is. I said, yeah, you prick. kid show. And, yeah. Uh, I uh, I'm three and two after that amazing Monday Night Miracle. I have officially lost in the Dynasty League. I am I am no longer undefeated. Hey, I got on the winning streak, and I had the highest scoring team of the week in Dynasty, and I have the worst team in the league. Like yeah. I actually have the worst team in the league, and I got on a you know I'm hot right now. And I'm probably gonna lose this week in the Dynasty League. I play against the, the best 
the best team in our league. No, no doubt on my mind about that. So we will update you guys about that next week. We but yeah, I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm four and one. At I am the number one team in the league. I've resu- I've resumed that role after last year. I was the number one team also Garrett for most of the one, season. I am number three currently ranked in our league, and we're loving it. We're hoping you guys are doing well too. And we know how a couple of you that listen are doing. And some of these guys are our rivals. They're in the other division, and some of us have already played them. So we're, we're happy. We're happy to see what we're seeing. But everybody else, yeah, we're we're good with how you guys are doing. As always, guys, check us out on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Send us an email at HighlyUndisputed247 at gmail.com. There's an E in that one. Uh, check out our personal Twitter pages. Again, I can't do this. I can't do this so this. bad. Listen, right, guys, I don't I know you. how to do the I got Twitter or the Tic Tac. I got you. I can do the first plug. I can't do the second All right, half. guys, follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. It's Highly Undisputed without the E's. Mine and Garrett's personal Twitter accounts are in the bio of our podca- podcast account. Shoot those guys a follow. You'll see me tweet about my Monday Night Miracle where I tweeted at Matthew Barry and all my other fantasy guys that I follow. Send us an email at highundisputed247 at gmail.com. That one has any in it. It's just easy. It just rolls off the tongue at this point. I got this from now on. Don't even worry about it. We will will hear from you guys next week.